Welcome to Mental Health Matters Podcast. I'm Hillary Coughlin. And I'm Christina Anavi. We're both mental health clinicians and health coaches coming together to talk all things mental health and wellness. Our mission is to destigmatize the topic of mental health by talking about real life relatable experiences and hardships that people go through every day but may struggle to talk about. This is a place where we dig deep, get real, and empower you to get through life's challenges. Welcome back, everyone, to the Mental Health Matters podcast. We are on episode number 23, and we're talking about social media and our mental health and how this affects us. So we posted this question on our Instagram stories of, well, I posted on mine, um, has, has, um, has social media impacted your mental health, mostly positive, mostly negative. I did have out of, or I can't remember how many people voted, but 90, you know, 95% said negative, overall negative, which wasn't surprising. Um, But some people actually did say generally positive. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Did you, did anybody mention on yours, Hillary? I put it up like mid today. So I put up, (laughs) I put it up a little late to the game. However, I've been having conversations with friends and coworkers just in person recently Mm -hmm. about what the next episode's about. And so I would bring it up and without even a hesitation, everyone said negative. Did they follow that up with any additional information or about their experience with it or any other comments? I think there was one comment that elaborated on that maybe it shouldn't be so accessible to us at all times on every device, Mm -hmm. almost like it takes away from other areas of life, which I agree with. Um, This particular person was saying that they wish it was just like on one device as opposed to all of them and having just endless access. They're designed to have endless access so that you use them and that's how they make money. And it's really scary how they can how they can reach you no matter what. You know, yeah. notifications through other social media platforms. It's just in our constant conversations. It's it is part of our culture, right? At this point. And did you ever see the movie, the documentary, um, The Social Dilemma? I didn't because I just knew I'd be like disturbed by it. (laughs) It is very disturbing. Um, If anybody listening has seen it, DM me your thoughts. Um, Yeah, it is very disturbing and for a reason um, because it is a very relatable struggle that we go through and the impact of social media and how it affects our mental health is so, it is such a problem. Um, and so obviously that's why we're talking about it, but, you know, I have seen and have experienced some positive things, but I would agree that overall for myself personally, it's, it's negative and it is something that feels inescapable at times. Yeah, that's a great word. 
Yeah. Did I say that right? Is that a right word? Inescapable? <laughs> whatever, whatever. I think it works. I love okay. it. <laughs> it's spot on. So, yeah, I mean, for myself personally, and I'm sure our listeners can relate, it does feed into comparisonitis, comparis- comparisonitis, comparisonitis, in the sense of you can't get away from seeing everybody's high points, seeing everyone's curated best versions of themselves and not naturally feel shitty about yourself in comparison because you're not a social media influencer going on these extraordinary, lavish, um, perfectly photogenic vacations. Um, You're not a fit influencer who's got a, the perfect body. Um, you don't have the, the perfect relationship where someone's, you know, doting over you and constantly gifting you things like, you know, and I'm obviously I'm just using general examples, but these are legit things that I see daily and that definitely trigger me. Um, what about you, Hillary? Same. So yeah, I, I mean, you can't really escape it. Like you said, the comparison game and it's just natural. It's natural to feel like that and to be like, wow, like everyone has it all together. But mm-hmm. like you mentioned, Christina, it's everyone's high points. And it's funny because with, when you said that, I just kind of went off into like this place in my mind of how crazy would it be if there was some like algorithm or some like rule to posting on social media that if you post one positive thing going on in your life that you had to post like something that wasn't going so well for you just because just like for balance and I know that that would never happen but I'm just thinking like in this alternate universe of why like how it would bring us all to reality well I think even sometimes though people do use that relatability air quotes as clickbait you know and I especially see this in like before and after fitness photos of look at me before versus look at me now or Instagram versus reality right it is at the end of the day all clickbait and it's not genuine like to me it doesn't feel authentic or genuine yes it is nice to see more of our real side to a person rather than you know, this perfectly, um, like I said, curated version of someone, but it's still like nothing to me on social media. And maybe this is just my jaded point of view, but nothing, things rarely feel genuine and authentic. And I also think too, we're always set up to fail in a negative way, meaning you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. For example, if if we only talked about positive things, somebody would come after us saying, you're only talking about positive things. Why don't you ever talk about negative things? So then we start talking about negative things. Someone's going to come after us saying, why are you talking negativity? Like you should be thinking positive, right? Oh yeah, 100%. Damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah, you can't please everybody, that's for sure. You can't, no, but that is part of what affects our mental health around social media is 
wanting to be liked. I mean, hello, Instagram, Facebook, like there is a like button. Twitter too, maybe. I don't know. I don't have Twitter, but there's a legit like button. And we measure our worth on how many likes that we get. So if we are, you know, it's all messages. It's all maybe indirect messages, but we, we want to show what is going to get the most views and likes, right? whether that's genuine, authentic, true or not. Yeah. And I think like what you had said about, we base our worth on that. I think also it's just another form or tool of like external validation that we look for to try to validate ourselves, you know, like, oh, people, people are watching or like, I'm doing well, like, you know, it's just sort of like this hype, which is the hype can be great, but it depends, right? Yeah, it, it is about external validation, 100%. And that that can be really pro- problematic because that is what we tend to base our our own feelings of, of ourselves on. Like we weigh and measure how we feel about ourselves versus what other people feel about ourselves. And we, most of us lean toward the external validation as the truth, right? And, you know, I've, I've 100% been guilty of this and I still struggle with this, especially having social media for my business, because I've, I've, I've posted things and then later, you know, didn't get the, the views or the interest or the engagement that I wanted. And I deleted it. And I was like, I questioned, well, did this probably didn't resonate because it sounded stupid or it didn't make sense or it wasn't relevant or whatever, you know, came up with all these reasons in my head for why I should delete it rather than just keeping it up because it was something that I genuinely thought was helpful. Right. Right. And maybe somebody did find it helpful, but in my head at the time, it wasn't enough. And that's super relatable. Just everything that you just said, you know, even if someone doesn't have a business, just anything that you post on social media and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or like, maybe people are going to judge me. And so I think that everybody goes through that, um, no matter what they, they show on social media, whether it be a business or a personal account. And it's funny because that right there just shows how it affects us and our mental health, even if you are a therapist. Oh yeah. Yeah. You you never feel good enough on social media. That's, that's, that's hundred percent true. And not only mental health, although this is part of mental health, but relationships, you know, social, I know social media is a a trap for, for relationships and and we laugh. I think we laugh. We're laughing because we have experienced this personally. Um, the negative effects of social media on relationships. Oh. <laughs> it's just, you know, how in in this day and age where social media is in our culture, how do we? navigate that while still 
feeling connection. I think that's a big fear for a lot of people is that if they delete their social media accounts or they stop engaging on social media, that they won't be connected or, yeah. or seen or... Yeah, it's FOMO. It is FOMO. It's FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. I've, so, that. I've, got, I've deleted it for like a hot minute and then been like... Uh... Oh, okay. Well, now I feel like I don't know what anything, like what's going on. And my family tends to also talk on messenger a lot. And I do know that you can have messenger and not Facebook, but it's almost like odd to have one without the other. You almost feel like you're missing something behind the curtain. Yes. It's designed that way. And, and that is the whole point is these, these, um, platforms are designed in a way to keep you wanting to stay on because it is a false sense of connection. Right. And, and I've experienced this too. Like one of my best friends has zero social media and she, she used to, but she doesn't anymore. And I constantly forget that. And so when I'm with her or we're catching up, I assume she already knows all these things that I'm sharing with her, but then I forget, oh, you don't have social media. You don't see those things. So it's like, oh, actually, this is really cool. We have something to talk about, um, something you don't know. And it does make our conversations more meaningful and more, um, what do you call it? I don't know, just more fulfilling. Right, yeah. Substance, but it, it, substance. substance yeah. yeah. But it is strange. It is strange because I feel for her that she's out of the loop. I'm sure she doesn't feel that way because she is more intentional with her time with people. But to me, it's like, oh, you don't know what's going on. Um, you know, you must feel FOMO, but she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good for her. That's, um, that's I know in today's world. That's that's big. Well, I know for myself, there are certain platforms I choose not to engage with as much, or I just choose not to be on at all, and. And that's kind of my way of balance of making sure that I'm that social media isn't all consuming. Um, so like I focus my attention on my business Instagram account, but I rarely am on Facebook. I'm rarely on any other. I don't have Twitter or like I'm rarely on anything else, really. Um, and that is my way of trying to find some peace and harmony with it. But it's it's a daily struggle it is it totally is and trust me I wish I never found TikTok because oh no <laughs> I love TikTok I I will admit this um it's a little embarrassing because I truly never thought I'd be on it and I mean I say I'm on it but I'm not exactly engaging in it I just love to watch it um because there is a lot of positive stuff on there and there are a lot of like experts in the psychology field and so of course I'm down with that but I get sucked into other things of course because like every other social media they have an algorithm and so then you can get down like a rabbit hole that you didn't even mean to go down and yeah that's that takes up a little bit too much of my time sometimes if I'm procrastinating or just taking a break and want to scroll I find myself drifting away <laughs> It's so easy to do. It, it is so easy. And you're right. There, there are some positives and we can talk more about that. There are definitely some benefits of social media and that's why we stay on it. 
of course. Um, but yeah, TikTok is one where I just repurpose Instagram stuff and I will not allow myself to go down the rabbit hole of TikTok because I already do that with Instagram. So I'm like, no, one, one platform is enough. Um, but I have heard that TikTok is really easy to just spend a lot of time just watching reels or watching videos all for hours. Mm -hmm. So these positive purposes, uh, just to go over them for you guys, I know for myself, there's the healthy inspiration aspect. So, you know, I'm motivated or inspired by some of the things that I do see and that, you know, kind of puts me in a positive frame of mind, as opposed to some of the other things that we've talked about, like the comparison game and, you know, feeling judged. So if we can use it in that way, it actually could help us move in the direction of our goals as we're seeing others do. We just have to separate that from comparing ourselves. And one way that I try to do that is to work on appreciation without ownership. I don't know if I'm saying that exactly how I'm how I'm thinking of it. So hopefully this makes sense. But like I can appreciate something and it not have to have it, or I can appreciate something and not need it in my life. For example, I can appreciate this beautiful Instagram post of um, you know someone's vacation to Bali. Be like, wow, that's beautiful. That looks like such a wonderful place. I can appreciate that and not feel like, well, now I, because I'm not in Bali, like my life sucks, (laughs) you know, I don't have to have that. It's okay. I have some other great things, you know? So I try to, I try to do that whenever I get stuck in the comparison trap or the, um, yeah, just feeling. I like like that. Yeah, I like that. Appreciation. That's a great word. Just to appreciate other people's successes or other people's posts and be able to look at that in a different frame of mind. I like that. I try now, listeners, I try. Doesn't mean I'm always successful, but I try. It's the effort. It's the effort. The effort. It's, all about, it's all about the self-awareness, right? So like as, as long as we're aware of our thought patterns, we can then try to work on them. So Right. Absolutely. And there is a ton of inspiration out there, ton of information, as you said, Hillary. Um, And one big positive that I've gotten from social media is networking and meeting so many awesome people. Like I've made friends through social media. Um, And in this day and age where it is harder to meet people in person or it is harder to get out and do social things um, or even find like-minded people. Social media can be an easy, accessible way to do that with people across the world. I was going to say country, but really all over the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Networking with like-minded people, it's, it's a great way to use social media as a healthy tool and a positive tool and to be able to network with people that are in the same field as you or think like you or inspire you yeah that's what we do right 
Yeah, and I, that's how we were able to reconnect after meeting in person and honestly finding the event that we did meet at, I found through social media. So it all, it all worked out really well. Um, and, and we use Instagram and our social media to connect with our listeners. So I mentioned a false sense of connection before, but it doesn't always have to be. I, again, I think that was my, <laughs> my jaded um, negative Nancy voice coming out, but it doesn't, it's not always a false sense of connection. You can actually make genuine connections with people. Um, and we've seen that and that's been super beneficial. Right. Right. And I think that that made sense the way you said it in the context, you said it, because I think it was more so referring also to like the FOMO that people feel if they get off the social media, because then they feel like they have no connection with people, but we forget that our relationships aren't always online or don't always have to be online. And, you know, so there's other ways to connect with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are some, if, if our listeners are really struggling with that quote unquote balance of wanting to have social media, having some positives of social media and also experiencing the dark side of it and it negatively impacting their mental health. Yeah. I think being extremely intentional with how you use social media is huge because being intentional will make you aware of how you use it, when you use it, you know, how much. And if we keep that self-awareness at the forefront, we can break those habits that are bringing us down. So if you follow people or accounts that make you feel bad, you know, be honest with yourself, be really candid and honest with yourself and say, this really isn't good for me. I should unfollow. And, you know, making those choices just for your mental health. And, you know, you may see that that's helpful. And also having boundaries with yourself with how much you pick up that phone or your computer and look at social media to be able to honor your time and how much energy you give it. So maybe only giving yourself X amount of time a day, if you're, you know, trying to fit in, you know, your busy schedule and you, you want to be on social media too, it can be hard balancing everything. So having those boundaries with yourself, I think is going to make all the difference. Boundaries is huge. Boundaries with yourself, with your devices. We don't need to take our phones into the bathroom. I mean, honestly, we do not need to do that. And yet it's so compulsive. We don't need to have our phones by our bedside uh, nightstand, right? We don't need to blah, 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 blah. I think we've gotten into these really unhealthy habits and patterns and have justified them and made excuses for them. At the end of the day though, boundaries, right? Boundaries aren't always easy and boundaries aren't always convenient, but they're necessary. So noticing where can you, where can you put the phone aside for an hour or when can you say, I'm not going to scroll. Instead, I'm going to go talk to, go give my friend a call or whatever. Or maybe I don't need Instagram on my phone. Maybe I can just pull it up on my computer when I need it. 
or I'm going to go on to post something, but I'm not going to scroll. Like I did that when I was on my vacation because I wanted to share pictures from my trip. So that's what I did. I, I just shared and that was it. I didn't scroll. I didn't engage. I didn't, um, you know, spend hours on my phone, but I still used social media. That was a way for me to, to um, have boundaries with it in a realistic way. Right. Because this all or nothing idea doesn't work for many, many people. And you don't want to set yourself up for failure when you are trying to limit your time um, and limit the access. So see where you can start implementing small changes. Yeah. And just like everything else in mental health, as Christina said, it's not the all or nothing doesn't work. And so everything with mental health, for the most part, all or nothing doesn't work. It starts with small changes and that self-awareness and setting those intentions. So we would love to hear from you. Speaking of social media, come find us on Instagram (laughs) and share with us how this episode resonated with you and what you're going to do to really work on your relationship with social media and strategies that you've implemented to, to help find that that balance. Um, We're on Instagram at Hillary and Christina, and you can find me, Christina, on Christina Councils on Instagram or my website, ChristinaNavi.com. Hillary, you are at Hillary Coughlin Instagram. Um, I think that's all of our platform. (laughs) I think that's it for now. Yeah, yeah. And so come connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. And we are, we, we're wrapping this up, but I did want to share that we are coming up on our one year podcast anniversary. Wow. So we're going to be having a mini Q&A for that episode. So if you do have any questions for us or topics you want us to cover for our one year anniversary DM those to us on Instagram, um, or you can find me on my website and shoot me an email. Yeah, it's already been a year. So thank you for being with us on this journey. And we really do hope to hear from you so that we can connect with you even further in our second year. I can't believe it. (laughs) Second year. (laughs) All right, everyone. Stay well. Stay well.